Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Tuesday, April 25th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. We're getting closer to the NFL draft, always a big day in sports, and for the Chiefs, of course. But with the event happening in Kansas City, I think we can say it's gone to another level around here. On today's show, we're going to hear from some Chiefs, past and present, and get their thoughts on what's happening in Kansas City and their personal draft experiences. Right off the bat, you'll hear from a pair of Hall of Famers, Bobby Bell and Will Shields. They tell us about how they became Chiefs through the draft, and each has a unique path. Bell tells a terrific story about Chiefs founder Lamar Hunt that involves a birthday card. Bell was drafted by the Chiefs, then known as the Dallas Texans, in 1962. But also, Bell was drafted by the Minnesota Vikings of the NFL and Montreal of the Canadian Football League. He explains why he picked the team that would become the Chiefs a year later. Shields also tells us about being selected in the third round and how that motivated him throughout his 14-year career as a guard, and he has advice to others who will be seen as underdrafted. You'll also hear from guard Trey Smith, coming off a terrific second year that ended with a Super Bowl triumph. Smith was a sixth-round pick, and he takes us through the anxiety of his draft experience. Bell, Shields, and Smith were part of a speaking event hosted by Chiefs play-by-play broadcaster Mitch Holtis, and you'll hear from him today as well. I caught up with Mitch at the Super Bowl in Arizona and asked him about the origin of Chiefs' kingdom. It's used to describe the global reach of the Chiefs' fandom, and you'll be hearing the term used plenty this week during the draft. Mitch describes how he came up with it. Okay, let's get started. You'll hear first from Bobby Bell and Will Shields, who were interviewed together by a group of reporters. Hey, Bobby, can you start by telling us about your draft day experience? Oh, my draft day? I didn't have one. It was 1962. I, at that time, you know, the AFL and the NFL and the, well, the Canada leader. I had three teams that drafted me. So I had a chance to go to the Minnesota Vikings on the Montreal. Uh, the, well, at that time it was Dallas, Texas, 1962. So I don't know what this is like. I mean, I'm gonna enjoy this draft because I never seen anything like it, you know. So where were you the day? Of, do you remember where you were the day of the draft? In in 1963? No, no, 1962. 62. I was at University of Minnesota going to school. So they drafted you in that fall while you were going yeah, to school. Yeah, in the fall in December. Uh-huh. They had uh, three drafts that year, you know, the AFL and the NFL, and then the uh, Canada League. So I, I didn't get an opportunity to see anything like this, though. You know, all these people are going to have about 300,000 people like show up here. Wow, I would love to have something like that. I got a chance to meet Lamar Hunt. I never even talked to the coach 
he, when he drafted me, Lamar came up to Minnesota and talked to me. He said, hey, we, we'd like for you to come play for us, Dallas, Texas. At that time, it was 1962, it was Dallas, Texas, it wasn't Kansas City, because they had to flip a coin to come to Kansas City. So I, I talked to Lamar, never talked to the coach, uh, either uh, anybody else that played for the Dallas, Texas. So I got a chance to meet Lamar and visit with him, and that's, that's how I end up with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. What swayed you toward the Chiefs when you had two other choices? Well, Lamar said he, he wanted me to be part of the family. That's what brought me here. He said, I said, okay, the family. I had no idea, never met the man before. And uh, he took care of me. He gave me a, a, a long-term contract. And uh, at that time, you know, they didn't guarantee. Lamar guaranteed my contract. And the Minnesota Viking wouldn't. They gave me a three-year contract, but it was not guaranteed. So Lamar gave me a guarantee contract, and we jumped on the plane and went to New York. That's when I found out he was broke. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pay for the cab and the tow. And Lamar said, I hope you got some cash. You got to pay the cab. And uh, I got to the hotel. He went to his hotel first. And uh, I called my man, Don Knudsen, up in Minnesota. I said, Don, did I do the right thing? He said, what is that? Sign with Lamar. He said, yeah. I said, no, he's broke. <laughs> I ended up paying, paying for the cab and the tow. And, and when I turned 60 years old, Lamar gave me my tow. He sent me a, you know, a happy birthday, 60. He had 15 cent taped inside of, at my, when I turned 60. So I get more for the, the car now <laughs> than he paid me. You know? That was my deal with the draft. Do you feel like you missed out on the big draft experience, or is that okay? Oh, yeah, I did. I I missed out on it, you know. He took care of me. So, you know, I wish if I was coming out now, it would be a different story. (laughs) I wouldn't play with, what, three years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what about your experience, man, your draft day experience? Mine was a little different. I was still in in college, uh, just about to leave, getting ready for what was next, and actually was sitting in the apartment waiting to find out what happened. Um, As you know, the Chiefs had already traded away their first two picks, so I watched the the roulette go around twice, and so I was in the third round, and my agent actually is from here, and he goes, hey, they need a guard. They might take you in the third round. Uh, This is, of course, after you already got a second-round call from another team that's saying they're interested. And so then you're thinking, hey, I jumped up in the second round, that kind of thing. And then they go, yeah, no, we're going to pick somebody else. So, But we end up getting the opportunity to come here to Kansas City and uh, getting a chance to, you know, sort of prove your merit at that point. You got a lot of kids out here that are going to be in the green room that get in front of 300,000 people, get their name announced. You didn't get that type of experience. A lot of people didn't. But if you did, kind of hypothetically speaking here, how would that have been for you? You know, I, I really don't know how that would have been different or whatnot. I think that just the simple fact of having an opportunity to play at the next level is what you wanted. And so I think they have to look at it at that as being the, the, the key moment of it. Yeah, it's cool to be the you know top of the top at that point, but then you still got to go in back and prove yourself. You still got to start over. You still got to begin again and make sure that you, you come up to where they actually think you are and know where you're supposed to be. And so I think it worked out really well. I think it, it put a good chip on my shoulder to go out and try to prove that maybe I should have been up there in the top two rounds. But I think it worked out well. And I think that's what these kids have to say. Hey, it's a great experience. You'll love it. It's awesome. 
but you still got to go out. The proof is in the pudding from this point forward. Yeah. What do you think about the changes to the draft now that it's in a different city every single year as opposed to being in New York every single year? I think it's cool. I think it's it's actually showing that it's support for all the other you know organizations and teams and everyone across the board to be able to move it from place to place. Uh, sort of showcase your city, showcase what you can put together, and also give you an opportunity for, for everyone to experience uh, something different. And I think that's what makes it unique. Do younger players ever reach out for you? How do I handle myself on draft day? That kind of stuff. Well, I think most of us are, are more concerned about will we get that opportunity and not necessarily, hey, what does draft day hold for me? It's like, hey, give me a chance, give me an opportunity because that's what it is. Uh, with all the different people that are out there trying to get into this league, uh, if, you're, if your name is called on day one or, 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 or the seventh round, whatever that is, it's still that opportunity. And I think that's the most important piece. And that's what we try to tell them. You got to find one person that loves you enough to give you an opportunity. Because if you don't get in the door, you don't even have a chance. Either firsthand or through your agent, did you have any indication before draft day that the Chiefs were interested? No, well, I, I don't think through my agent or what have you, if I had to, you know, if I knew that I was going to go to the Chiefs, but I sort of had a feeling that I could ha have an opportunity uh, because uh, out of all the teams, the Chiefs was the one that actually did a true interview uh, that sat me down for an interview and walked me through the paces of, you know, what would you do in one or two or three years from now where no other team actually even looked that depth, you know, to give me that opportunity to do that. So that's where I sort of thought the opportunity could be there. A lot of community involvement in the event itself. What do you think about all that? I think it's awesome. Um, you know, I just want to make sure that everybody's ready for all the things that's going to have to go and have to put it together. And I think, you know, putting it, putting your, uh, your best foot forward and having the opportunity to showcase all of the different things that you want to do here in Kansas City. Uh, you know, all the barbecue places ready to rock and roll and, and being able to show our talents of what we do as well as other places makes it that much better. So then people understand that, hey, Kansas City has got some good things going on. How excited are you for this well, <clears throat> well, I think it's, it's, it's great for the kids you know, to come in and do that, you know. They get an opportunity, you know, they go through a training. They work, <clears throat> they work awful hard to get to this point, you know, because they, they work all, all season uh, when they were playing, looking for this day, the draft. So that's a big day for a lot of the kids, you know, to get this opportunity to play. And then for the community as well. Well, the, the community, you know, hey, they get a chance. We know <clears throat> Lamar tried to give us a Super Bowl one year, but by putting a dome on the arrowhead, and it didn't happen. This is like a Super Bowl. You know, 300,000 people come into the city, you know, getting, you show, showcase your city is great, man. This is an opportunity. They brought a lot of stuff, the stage and everything. People talked about it for a whole year. This is something that they've been working on for a whole year, getting with the community and working with them. Everybody's, hey, this is what it's all about. Now let's hear from Chiefs guard Trey Smith, who shares his draft experience and what he thinks about having the NFL draft in Kansas City. So, Trey, your draft experience was a lot different than most. You're kind of just sitting around, waiting, and finally you get a call on Saturday. So, But now to see the draft here with all the hoopla in Kansas City, what's the experience seeing it from afar now than it was going through? Yeah, no, I think it's really cool. Uh, you think about the draft time, the draft opportunity. It's like one of the best days in these young men's lives. And, you know, my situation is a little different. Uh, but it's really cool for the draft to come down to Kansas City, what an event it's going to be, and really looking forward to it and seeing a day that's going to change a lot of young men's lives. I mean, take us through your emotions on that 
you know, that process a year ago for you? Yeah, for me, I'm a huge video gamer. So literally the first couple of days I was just on my game. You know, I wasn't really paying much attention to it. Um, obviously, a uh, roller coaster of emotions. Um, ultimately a lot of ups and a lot of downs so you don't get the call you don't get the expected time you're going you're like man you're worried about your future but ultimately i got really extremely blessed landed here in a great city a great team organization so luckily it played out just the way god intended were you in a reflective mood when the hometown honored you did you think about that draft day uh, at all yeah just a little bit uh you know getting on my hometown was extremely special uh so i don't take lightly and um Really just thinking about um, just how I got my start. You know, ultimately it didn't really matter where I got drafted, just what you do with the opportunity what's presented. You're a starter now, and you were kind of a starter when you got into the rookie year. What's your advice to those guys that are sixth, seventh round picks that keep your head held high, knowing that, hey, opportunity comes, go after it? Yeah, you know, if you get drafted at all, even an undrafted guy, once you have the opportunity that presents itself, make the most out of it. You know, show up early, work hard, do what you can do to sustain yourself. It doesn't matter where you get drafted, it matters what happens after you get drafted. What will this day be for the city on Thursday? I think it's going to be extremely special. You can feel the excitement. Um, you know, just going to local businesses, just hearing employees, different people talk about how many more people are in the city of Kansas City right now. I think it's just going to be a time of excitement. It's going to be great for the city. How are you going to spend draft day? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be popping by various spots, different appearances, but I'll be really looking forward to it. I really can't wait. I have a couple of family members coming into town, too, so it's going to be a pretty fun time. What do you want the Chiefs to do? Uh, <laughs> hey, whatever they want to do. <laughs> you know, our front office is spectacular. They make great uh, decisions. Uh, I think they're. I don't think. I know they're gonna make the right decisions for this organization in order for us to be successful as a team. How was your post Super Bowl experience been like? <laughs> it's been great, man. Uh, just you know, winning the Super Bowl. What a blessing that is, and it's been great, man. You know, just going different various places, just being able to talk to different people. Uh, it's been really a great experience so far. Does this put this city on the map, or was this city already on the map with the success of the Chiefs over the past four years? I think this city's already been on the map, but this is definitely going to help it even more. What are those parties like? Nah, <laughs> nah man, it's been fun. Um, nothing too crazy, you know what I mean? Just really just celebrating a, a long year of hard work and dedication. So it's been a, a ton of fun just being able to enjoy the fruits of your labor a little bit, but also not losing focus on the site that we have a whole other season coming up. You know, no one cares what we just want it. We have to go out there and perform again. What's the level of your anxiousness to see who your tackles are going to be this year? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say there's any anxiousness. You know, we have great tackles, you know, at the end of the day. And whoever our, once again, whoever the Chiefs feel uh, that can get the job done, they're going to do it at a high level and we're going to do it well. So I have no worries at all, really no anx anxiousness or anxiety. Have you had an opportunity to talk to Juwan? Any? If so, like, what are those thoughts like? Uh, just very briefly, just through text. Um, but a lot of people I've been around know Jawan. He was a great guy, a great player, obviously. That's why he's on our team. And really looking forward to working with Jawan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. 
The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. Mitch Holtis has been voice of the Chiefs since 1994. He's the longest tenured broadcaster in team history. We caught up with him at Super Bowl 57, and that's where I asked Mitch about coining the term Chiefs Kingdom to describe the franchise's fandom. And Chiefs Kingdom is a term you'll be hearing plenty of during the NFL draft. So what, what, when did it start and why is it important? It actually started in the mid-2000s because uh, I was given the task of doing of redefining the Monday night show, which has now turned into what it is, right? Uh, sure. It's a, it's pretty awesome, actually. But I needed to name it. Now, growing up four hours from downtown Kansas City, but feeling I was in Kansas City and as a little kid on the farm playing, I was winning every game as Len Dawson. And I could take you to... But the kingdom, many times we think it's the city. And then I was trying to get it across that this is a really, truly a regional franchise. And what are we, the 27th market, 28th, 23rd? 33rd, DMN. Okay, but you have, they see the market as such, but if you add Des Moines, Topeka, Wichita, uh, Springfield, these are all markets in the 69 to 75 range. So now you collect all those, and it becomes a bigger market than meets the eye. Okay, so it was designed to give a definition to all of that. To, uh, I think us in Green Bay are probably similar in that you have this collection of rural urban, but it's, it's really regional. Okay, that's where it started. And thinking, what defines that? And the fact that it was centered around the Hunt family, right? The Hunt family is the, the family. So that's the centerpiece, but then it spreads out far and wide that it's not just Kansas City, it's all of that. Uh, now it's growing way beyond that, right? Now we have this exponential growth, or close to exponential growth, across the country. We're like one of the top second best teams. Like you may like the Giants, but I kind of like the Chiefs as my second best team. And then the growth internationally. So the kingdom is defining all of that. So Seattle has the 12th man, right? And this, this just fits because it, it, it put, makes the centerpiece the Hunt family, but then that becomes widespread. Now let me tell you where I saw it manifest. was in the back of a pickup with Casey Wolf coming over the hill from the bottoms of the Missouri River, going north to south the day of the parade. And I come over the hill and all I see for blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks with thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And I literally saw a guy look, look, look like a farmer who's like hugging this guy. He's like the shift worker, you know, at the Clay Como plant. And I go, that's this, it's this. I saw grandpas with granddaughters and hugging people and fist pumping they didn't even know. And I thought, okay, this defines the kingdom. 
but then it takes it back to the origin, which is the Hunt family. So that's where it came from. So we're so kingdom instead of nation. Sports teams too are many nations. nations right? Everybody's a nation. <laughs> yeah, everybody's a nation, right? You got the Wildcat Nation, the Jayhawk Nation, the Tiger Nation. The, <laughs> I don't know, the Bearcat Nation. I thought, wow, this, this, it's got to be distinguished. And that, so then I thought, what distinguishes it? This is stuff you think about at the, at the light. You know, you're sitting at the red light or in the middle of the night where the, you look at the ceiling fan that's not moving, but you're looking at it going, hmm, what could be different than Nation that really defines it? Because to use the Hunt fan, we have to kingdom, right? And we've seen down through history kingdoms, uh, but it, but it goes beyond, one thing I thought it did was that it goes beyond geographical lines because those can get in the way. Like people think there's some big curtain that's right down the middle of uh, State Line Road. You know? And there's times I'll be there and I go, there's Missouri, there's Kansas. But those geographic barriers become barriers and they shouldn't be. So the kingdom just kind of blurs those lines, if that makes sense. Um, and it gives the Chiefs a hashtag on yeah. social media. I, everybody has to have a hashtag. You gotta have a hashtag. If there wasn't Chiefs Kingdom, I don't know what the Chiefs hashtag would be. But but that's that's insig- that's not insignificant to, to have that. And it gives gives you a flag, a flag and a hashtag. And this is something I'm sure when when you started it, you just needed to you just needed to define the fandom. And now it's just. For, for business purposes, I think it's pretty significant that you have a title. And maybe this gentleman here can uh, can speak to that part of it. So the only thing is I probably should have trademarked it. Uh, <laughs> but then they would never have used it. Um, but, but yeah, if you yeah, jump in ask, here. But, but, yeah. Hey, Mark, let me ask you about Chief's Kingdom and just the idea of having a, a title for the fandom mm-hmm. of Kansas City. For, yeah. It's like we were talking about for a hashtag, for, yeah. for a flag. Yeah. That's significant, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. Very significant, yeah. And my recollection of Chiefs Kingdom was you had had it <clears throat> and we're using it and then uh, Bill Chapin started doing a bunch of work on what should we be, what can we be and threw out a bunch of different options other than Chiefs Kingdom and Chiefs Kingdom was in it but it was like looking at, you know, when we were in this together. There were, there were a lot of different, like, thoughts and processes. We had Raider Nation and all those things. And we just kept going back to Chiefs Kingdom. Finally, we just said, why are we messing it up? Just, <laughs> just celebrate that. I, I only overheard a little bit, but um, to me, what resonated the most was Lamar's six states. We are... Midwest team and I used that recently because like that's where it started and that created Kingdom and that's really where we hope to grow it to and then we were in a meeting probably a year two years ago and everyone's like <clears throat> I kept getting the question from people was like what's the most common statement a fan makes to you and I said two, co- two common things one is thank you Right? Just thank you for what you've done and everything. You, and I, I always say, we've done. Um, and the second is the Cowboys are no longer America's team. We're America's team. And I always respond with the same way to which is, and I was telling the story to our staff, specifically the international people. I said, here's the thing. I, I was in the room 
with Jerry Jones. When he literally said to a group of us at the league, we are going to sell tickets to the combine. And we just this man has lost it. What is he saying? Like, that's never going to happen. Like, that guy deserves to be America's team. And the Cowboys are America's team. We're not America's team. So what can we do? And that's when we got to... You guys keep going. Team meetings at 930 if you're going to the... All right. Then we got to, like, well, if we're not America's team, what are we? And I said, so let's think big, bold, audacious. What can we be? That's when we came with, we're going to be the world's team. And that's sort of what, that's the next step in the kingdom, right? And we're starting to sort of actually see the light of it, which is pretty amazing. And you got a great ambassador in 15 who, you know, looks... Think about it, though. This is what I said about you. got 15... Andy Reid. As much as 15 15, Kelsey is a star. You've got this team that is always on this platform and always on the stage right now. It's like if we don't become a world's team, we've not lived up to our responsibility. Like we have this opportunity. We gotta take advantage of The kingdom continues to grow. But to dovetail on that, so when you're called a nation, it would seem to block like the growth in the the kingdom already opens up this conduit to worldwide. Right? Yeah. When you think about a kingdom or definition, it doesn't keep it to a nation. That'll do it for today. Thanks to producer Randy Mason for putting together the show and to our Sportsbeat KC team of Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Scott Chasen. Today's morning sports edition was 32 pages full of NFL draft coverage, the NBA playoffs, including complete coverage of Jimmy Butler's 56-point explosion for the Miami Heat last night. You got NHL news, baseball news, everything in sports. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com. And while I'm touting, keep accessing kansascity.com for the best NFL draft coverage in the region. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day. Hey.